You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. And a good Saturday evening, wherever you're checking us out, all over the place on the BetQL Network, with my producer Jake and Enrique, and of course my co-host Brendan Tobin, from the sports capital of the world right now, Miami, Florida. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine, and most of the time, we preview the UFC card that's about to come up. We talk a little bit of boxing, we have a little bit of fun. Well, BT, the card just wrapped up. UFC fight night from Charlotte. Main event, Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus J. Alton Almeida. And this dude, Almeida, is the real deal. First round sub. He's been doing that now basically his entire MMA career. How impressed are you with him, and how bright of a future does this dude have? Uh, he looks he looks pretty unstoppable right now. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's a stylistic nightmare for Rosenstrike because – not exact grappling, not exactly his game. You know, he's going to go in there. He's going to throw bombs and, you know, hopefully over a five round time, you know, maybe he'll break your face or maybe he's going to look really ugly in the process of it. So, you know, but he is a name. He is highly ranked. And I think that, you know, Almeida is looking for that, that, that little show that he is ready to arrive and keep his win streak going. And I mean, dude didn't even take a punch. What is he taking? I think they said he's taking two significant punches uh, in his, in his UFC career so far. That's insane. I mean, the guy uh, went through and put like a hot knife through butter. Um, easy work for him, I would say. For he, he should probably get right back in there as soon as possible because the guy took no damage. You know who took some damage was D Rod Daniel Rodriguez by yeah. knockout. Ian Gary. Ian Gary is talk the talk. He's starting to walk the walk. I used to be like, I like this guy. He's kind of fun and funny and charismatic, but I wasn't maybe as impressed with his fight game as I was how good he was behind the microphone, if that makes sense. And now I'm all in on Ian Gary. Like, that guy's an absolute stud. He's definitely going to be ranked. I think he might even be a future champion. Yeah, I think he's going about it the right way, too, because I think we've seen this, especially for, you know, the European fighters. They try and, like, make everybody the next Conor McGregor. And, you know, this guy actually is Irish. And so he does – he's gotten <laughs> the rub from Conor over his last couple of fights. So that's cool. But he's not – like, I don't feel like he's hokily trying to do – the Conor McGregor thing. I think he's going about it with a with a good, strong confidence about these things. But explosive performance today against Danny uh, Rodriguez. Like that head kick was picture perfect. He also basically avoided a lot of major strikes. Just really looked like he was at another level than D Rod tonight. And you know he called out Neil Magny afterwards. He wants to kind of get into that top ten take on a gatekeeper. I don't know how much that excites me. I feel like Neil Magny is a little bit on the downslide as much as I respect him as a fighter. I almost would, you know, like him to go somebody a little bit more 
Brash. I saw uh, Kevin Holland float out there. I think that would be a fun fight, something like that. Um, but Ian, Ian Gary looks like the real deal, dude. He looks like he is going to be uh, somebody to be reckoned with at that stacked welterweight division. I was thinking the same thing. Like, dude, here's your chance. And he called out Neil Magny. Like, just, you know, shoot. Nothing against Neil Magny, but maybe shoot a little bit higher now that you're going to be in the rankings come Monday. And talk about Conor McGregor and how everybody's tried to be him. I like that. Like you said, at least this guy's Irish, so it's a good start. You made me think, has anybody – who's the closest that's pulled it off? Because it feels like Conor – he didn't try to be Chael. He was himself. He was like an Irish, maybe even quicker version of that. But I think those are like the godfathers of MMA smack talk. But when you think about all the different guys, right – the, the Kevin Lees, and you can talk about maybe a little bit of Sean O'Malley and all the different guys that have kind of modeled themselves. Has anybody figured it out? Uh, no. I mean, it's a hard thing to figure out. Like, you got to, you know, first of all, you got to go and you got to knock everybody out very, very fast. You got to be active. You got to not pull out of fights. You know, nobody's done it quite like Connor has. I think that's what makes him so special. I think with, and I don't think Ian's doing it like him either. And I think the thing that's interesting about him is he's only 25. Sounds like a kid who really wants to get a lot better. You know, one of the things with Connor that maybe hindered his career, but, you know, can't knock what the results have been from a financial standpoint. But, you know, he sounds like he's going to go all over the world. He wants to go train with uh, Israel Adesanya. He wants to go to Brazil to train more BJJ because he trains down here in South Florida, uh, oddly enough, for a guy from Ireland. But even with that great gym that they have there with Henry Hooft and the crew, like he's still trying to – find things to make his game a little bit better. I think that's truly the sign of somebody who wants to be great. He is doing that slow roll thing that we hear from young guys. So while Neil Magny's not the most exciting, I do think it's it does prove like Neil Magny's been there, done that, seen everybody. So I think he just wants to measure himself the right way so that when it's time, his reign at the top stays for a while. Remember when the UFC was trying to force feed us to Darren Till? was the next great oh, fighter from yeah. overseas. And then, like, you know, it, that lasted for a minute and then a few knockouts later, and then all of a sudden, bam, earlier this year, released from the UFC. All right, the closest fight, according to the money tonight, basically a pick by the time the fight went off, was Anthony Lionheart-Smith taking on Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker ultimately won that fight by decision. We've been talking about him since we've been doing this show the last couple of years, and we've kind of seen the ups, well, I should say the downs, and now the ups again from Johnny Walker. How high can those ups go? Because it felt like at the beginning of his career, we were talking about him fighting John frickin' Jones for a while there. Backed off that, injured the shoulder, but now it feels like he's kind of back. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, uh, coming full circle with Connor, you know, training with those guys at, uh, you know, at SBG, the whole John Cavanaugh crew, it is odd when they introduce him from Ireland. I he's a fake Irishman, right? I, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's there. He's training. Like, you know, I don't know. They're they're adapting him. Why not? But I I thought that today, like, it was a smart way to go about this. I honestly think he probably could have pulled the trigger a little bit more on uh, Anthony Smith because he looked like he had Anthony Smith really flustered, especially with that that leg kick. He really damaged Anthony Smith a lot in this fight. Lionheart had really trouble dealing with going against a bigger opponent. Um, so yeah, I think we're seeing a smarter Johnny Walker. He's you know not doing dumb things like injuring himself, doing the worm. So that's a, that's a big plus as well. But, you know, he's already been knocked out by the reigning champion right now in Jamal Hill. So he does have a bit of a climb to go. I do think he has a, a few more wins to get. But you beat Anthony Smith, like that guy, Anthony Smith has basically taken on everybody. So, you know, he's, he's I think, definitely cleaned up the record ever since that loss to Sweet Dreams.
Hey, speaking of knockouts, to open tonight's card, Brian Battle, 8-1 to one underdog, knockout of Gabe Green. Brian Battle from Charlotte, North Carolina. The crowd was popping, and I figured I'd bring it up because it was 8-1, to one, and your boy got paid. So we're having chicken fried oh steak tonight. Also, Alex Morano by sub at 8-1, to one, so I might get the extra gravy on the mashed potatoes. Brendan Tobin, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, talking a little fighting here on the BetQL Network. All right, jump in your hot tub time machine, buddy, and let's go back to last Saturday night where it was UFC 288 live from New Jersey. Our own producer, Jake, was in the house for it, and he got to see Aljamain Sterling defend his belt against Henry Cejudo. Before we get too far into what's next for both and all that stuff, do you agree with the decision? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did. I thought that uh, I thought Aljo should have gotten the nod, um, and and so not upset with it that that he uh, he got the split decision. But yeah, it was still. I do feel like it was a fight that was lacking a bit. It was, uh, you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I've been uh, pulling some late nights with this Heat playoff run and Panthers playoff run. So all these late nights down here, it it was it was. It was hard to stay awake during that one, man. I was, I was, I was feeling a little bit like, oh, can we get to the end of this already? So, you know, I think they had a good build up to it, but as far as the return of Henry Cejudo, I thought he looked okay. I didn't think that you know he looked completely washed, but I think Aljo has shown like the guy just has a good propensity to win. It's not the most exciting style in the world, but he's going to get his hand raised at the end of the day. Is it the one that? solidifies himself and and puts that away you know all the haters away for the fans no i don't think it did but i i don't have a problem with him getting his hand raised did you no i just hope that you're okay down there in south beach you know next to your pool of those late nights i know that you've got all those playoff teams you know going to their championship series i just want to make sure that you're okay down there you good Oh, listen, I got to hear about Patrick Mahomes every three seconds. I have a good couple of months between the final four and and the conference finals, and now all of a sudden I'm greedy. You know, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't that exciting. To be honest, no, I didn't think it was that exciting. I thought the co-main and I thought the main kind of sucked last week. Um, I was bummed because Gilbert Burns was hurt. He was very clearly hurt. And, then you know, Bilal's not the most exciting fighter as it was. And to be honest with you, I was like, man, Bilal, you got a guy here who's in front of you. He's very clearly hindered. Like, you can't press the gas a little bit more. Um, so I thought both I thought both headlining fights were pretty, pretty bland, man. I didn't I didn't think that uh I I really just thought that as far as paper, we you know, we're just coming off of a, a fire pay-per-view in Miami where Israel Adesanya had one of the coolest knockouts of the again. year against a rival. But I'm just saying, like. Go from this that game. to this. I mean, let's be honest, dude. This this one was a dud compared to the last pay-per-view. I watch all of them with my best friend, Ian, because he pays for it, not me, and he's got a better TV. And he goes, literally, right before the main event, he goes, this better be good because we're not really getting our money's worth. And then halfway <laughs> through, he said the exact same thing you did, and I agree with them. So it well, the card was lacking a little bit. I mean, I got, the steamroll against the knockout like- early on. Yeah, I felt like the most exciting thing was the call out afterwards with uh, with Sugar Sean. Like honestly, like that was the most the most memorable thing of the night was not anything that happened in an octagon. It was Sean O'Malley, I guess technically going into an octagon. But it was no 
fists being thrown or or takedowns. It was Sean O'Malley, you know, going face to face with Aljo afterwards. But yeah, I, I don't know, I, and it just lacked a little bit for me. Okay, me too. So now that we know that that's the next fight, there's no way Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley's boring. I would be absolutely shocked. Before I get into your thoughts on all of that, what do you think the line looks like? Because Aljamain Sterling is the most disrespected champion, I don't know, probably maybe of all time, even still. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, he beat Jan, but he cheated. He beat Henry because he came back from a few years ago. He beat Dillashaw because his shoulder fell out. While all those things are true, he did keep retaining the belt. And then you've got Sean O'Malley, who we both agree is somewhere on the fringe of the top five most popular fighters in the entire promotion. So when you're looking at a line, just start to pick them and see what happens. Uh, you know, what's funny, man, is like, I can see this line being heavy for Aljo. Cause I remember the, uh, the line for, for Sean versus Peter Jan was pretty lopsided against Sean. So I kind of feel it was like way lopsided. I, Sean was a three to one underdog. Yeah, so I kind of feel I don't think it'll be that big, but I still feel like it would lean pretty because I, I don't know I don't know if the bookmakers still look at Sean quite as like is he championship good? We know he's a star. That's that's unquestioned. He is popular and he is known, but is he ready to take on a guy like Aljo? So I don't know. I, if I had to guess, I would say like Aljo's. If I had, I had, and I haven't looked, but I would guess Aljo's like a minus two seventy five, minus three hundred. If I had to guess, but I'm not positive. And then for Henry Cejudo, who came back from a three-year layoff, he's back, lost the fight, it was close, and then basically afterwards had words for Marab. I feel like that just makes a lot of sense, and that's a fight that I would love to see, even though I agree with you. Henry, Henry looked a little stuck in the mud at times, right? Like, he looked, he looked like he, he didn't look like John Jones did when he came off of a layoff or some of these other guys. He looked like he had been out. That's exactly what ring rust looks like. I'm not saying he was terrible, but he definitely was not the same guy. Do you like the fight against Marab? Tough fight for him to come back. I mean, like, look, right? if you're gonna if you if you're gonna come back, you're going to take on a guy who doesn't seem like he's uh, he who's at the peak of his game right now. And if he wasn't best friends with the champ, he probably would be fighting for the championship. I mean, in fact, Dana White said, like, look, the only thing that would have Sean O'Malley bounce from the championship is if Marab wants it, but he doesn't. It's a tough one. I, I mean, I give credit to Henry if that's what he wants to do. If he wants to go back that tough to try and get right back there. Um, I, I just think it was, you know, it was a couple of things. I think that for him, like, look, he went up against a guy who's very good at his strongest thing in, in grappling. Um, I, I do think that if he threw the hands a little bit more, that would have been prudent to do that because I think that's very clearly Aljo's uh, biggest weakness. And I think going into the Sean O'Malley fight, that's going to be the interesting thing. If Sean can stay light on his feet, stay away, and pepper Aljo, I mean, that's that's maybe where he can have success. It's just easier said than done because once he gets his hands on you, I mean, like, it's, it's, almost, it's almost a wrap. He's going to get you down. Uh, coming up in a little while, we're going to break down some more betting angles with UFC betting insider Matty Betts, and then coming up in hour number two, friend of the show, Marcel Dorf's going to talk a little fighting with us. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine, for the next couple of hours here with you on the BetQL Network. Co-main event, you mentioned it briefly, Bilal beats Burns by decision, and then afterwards turns out that Gilbert Burns is basically Humpty Dumpty. Torn AC joint, torn left deltoid, torn left trap, strained neck. I think that you have to give credit to Bilal, though, right? Like, I was just talking about how disrespected Aljo is. Bilal had to go out there and win this fight to get himself in the, you know, what he's been wanting now for years, and it seems like he finally earned it, right? 
I mean, good for Bilal that he gets it. I you do, still won't give him do it. Nah, not really. Like, it, for, <laughs> you know, first of all, you took a guy who's fighting. Like, I mean, you know, Gilbert. Look, his 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 uh, you know, his ambition got the best of him, right? Like, you fought three times in five months. He's not the youngest guy in the world, so maybe that body suffered a little bit of wear and tear. Uh, but I, look, I would give him more credit if I thought the performance was more impressive. I thought that he clearly won a fight against a hindered fighter. And, you know, like all I remember him was, you know, throwing a, a, a high kick to his shoulder 900 times. Like it wasn't, I, I felt like for a guy taking on a, a, a hurt fighter, he could have been a lot more dominant and impressive than he was. Gilbert Burns can't lose with you, man. I mean, we compliment him for being close My against Hamzad. We talked My about how great he was there. against Masvidal. And now, uh, by the way, coming uh, uh, Yan Xiaonan also knocked out Jessica Andrade last Saturday night. That was fun. Coming up next, we're going to welcome on Maddie Betts, UFC betting insider. You're locked into the BetQL Network.